This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. You're listening to a special message recorded live at East Coast Christian Center. Come on, if you love God and you're thankful for his mercy today, just give him some praise. Come on, thank you, Jesus. God, we love you so much. I love that song, don't you? Oh, come all you faithful. Such a beautiful picture of who God is. I want to share something with everybody today. Uh, it's pretty cool. We've, we did a legacy offering in November, and uh, I, I read the, the amount back then that came in. It was 174,742,020, excuse me, $742.20, all right, which is awesome. That's incredible. And so since then, $231,836.31 has come in. Let's give God some praise. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. That's the total. It's incredible. You guys, you guys are an incredible church. You give, you believe, you push. We're doing this together. One person can't do that. We're all doing this together. What a legacy that we're leaving. We're in the middle of my perfect Christmas and uh, th- this is the thing. We all plan, we all talked about this. Like, what are we going to talk about at Christmas time? We all plan for like that perfect Christmas, right? It's like we're coming in to our favorite food. Like, I'm thinking about my favorite thing to eat. I'm thinking about all the stuff that I want. I'm thinking about that day off that I'm going to get. I'm thinking about all of that. But oftentimes, your perfect Christmas just collides with a mess. Like, Things just go wrong, right? Things don't go as, as planned. And f- you know what? I'll give you a little secret. When I used to do the young adult church, Mezzanine, one of our biggest attended days was shortly after the Christmas break because all the young adults just wanted to get away from their family at that point. They're like, I'm out of here. This is driving me nuts. And don't act like it's just them. We all feel that way. You know what I'm saying? It's like we go in for that perfect Christmas and sure enough, we, we're met with the mess. And so that's the heart behind these messages. And uh, I want to read to you from Matthew chapter 2, and I'm going to read verse 1 and 2 now. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, a wise man from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born the king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Will you pray with me now? Let's bow our heads. Lord, we just, we ask for your help. God, we need the words to say. We need the ears to hear. Lord, we pray that you would breathe your spirit upon our lives and our mess. God, that you would be in the middle of that mess. We thank you. In Jesus' name, if you agree with that prayer, just say amen. 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 Well, about 10 years ago, uh, me and my family went to Seattle. And it was great. We were kind of dinking around downtown Seattle. And, and uh, what, I, what we didn't know was how incredible the food was. The food was just amazing. Like, we couldn't believe it. Like, everywhere we would go, uh, it was just like the apples were better. The bread was better. The cheese was better. It was like better. It was, everything just seemed so good. Like, we'd take our, our little two-year-old and our, and our five-year-old, and we're wheeling them around, and we'd just buy an apple, and they'd, they'd wash it for us, cut it in half, and one kid could get one half, one kid would get the other. Then we'd go buy a piece of French bread, and, and they would eat that. And we had the best macaroni and cheese that we've ever had. And, but what we had was this dessert that I will never, ever forget. Why are desserts like that? You know what I'm saying? Why are, like you just had that dessert that's like, it was the best thing. It was bread pudding. 
And uh, they were individually made and wrapped. And so we got to go to Seattle 10 years later again. And so what do you think I did? I went looking for that dessert. And we couldn't remember the name of the place because back in those days, like Yelp and TripAdvisor did not exist. So we didn't have that saved in our bookmarks, you know what I'm saying? We're, so we're looking and we're finding and we can't seem to find it. We've got a picture of our family sitting by this rock wall in this interior alley. And we, we kind of knew that was the starting place of our, our search. So we started there and we, we moved all around asking people, does anyone here make bread pudding? Do you know any? No, nobody makes bread pudding. To our dismay, we couldn't find that bread pudding. And I am not one to easily give up. I will search, especially for desserts. I will search, and I will search, and I will search, and I will go. But you know, something that's interesting about bread pudding, it is a delicious dessert, and most people enjoy it. And a really good bread pudding, I, I think it's probably got a 95% enjoyment ratio with people. Some people, if you're on the keto, I'm so sorry. I don't know if there's some keto-friendly bread out there. But what bread pudding is, bread pudding is a bunch of crumbs. It's a bunch of old, stale, messy bread that isn't worth much until you add in the eggs, the cream, the sugar, the raisins, the bananas, whatever you put in your bread pudding, you mix all that in and then you bake that. And, and that mess, that old crust turns into a masterpiece. You see, God wants to take your mess and turn it into a masterpiece. You know, this is a messy time of year. There's little messes and there's big messes. You know, we, uh, the message last week was incredible and a friend of mine texted us and uh, they said, just thank you for the message. Pastor Dan preached. It was, it was powerful. It was awesome. They said, thank you for that message last week. Uh, we're going through a, a crisis. Right now, my husband just lost their job. So it truly is a Christmas. And uh, they were just thankful that they had somebody standing with them and sharing with them on the other side of the mess there can be a masterpiece. So, you know, I think about a, a few years back, we had somebody um, that worked at our church uh, she actually died on the night before Thanksgiving. Our church was doing a lot, feeding people in a lot of different areas. We do a lot of different stuff with Thanksgiving. This, this year, we, we've, uh, we fed uh, Overlook, a lot of homeless guys over there. That We just try to do a lot of different things at this time of year. We're, we're packing stuff up. But this year, we were in a community in North Merritt Island, feeding, doing a Thanksgiving dinner. And we woke up that day to a friend of ours died in a car accident. It was a tough it was a tough, tough, tough feeling. But you know what? You're there feeding people. You're there with your friends. You're there with your family. In the middle of that mess. And I gotta say, that's really the way that you get through messes. Together. You know, because we're in this mess together. You know that, right? And you're not the only one with the mess. You know that, right? Your mess might look different than their mess. Right? All the messes look a little different on the outside. But on the inside, we've got some stuff going on. You know, don't believe the lie that you're the only one going through struggles. You know, church is a gathering of people that needed a savior and still does. We still got stuff going on. Like just because you got saved in 1972 doesn't mean life just got easy all of a sudden. Right? Can I get an amen on that one? <laughs> Thank you. 
I like, I like excited people. I like people that are going to give me a little bit of what I'm giving them. So thank you for that. All right. Well, listen, this week I was studying and uh, the song that really stood out to me was, Oh, come all you faithful. I think it really captured a lot of what we're talking about. And, and really, as I looked at the song and looked at the scripture that, that I was studying, they, they linked together so well. And so I want to read some of these lyrics because I, I absolutely love Christmas music. I love music in general. Anybody else love Christmas music? Okay. I love singing. I don't sing very good, but I love singing and, and I won't stop. I even, if you really know me well, you know I love dancing, okay? So I, I like feel the music, you know what I'm saying? So I'm singing, oh, come all you faithful. And, in, and the lyrics go, oh, come all you faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. And you're gonna hit the high note, right? Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. And I'm singing that song, I'm just jamming along. And then all of a sudden, it, I, I just thought about it. What am I singing? What am I singing? And I, and I just rewound the words back. I went, oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. And it's like my mind for the first time ever in my entire life, because this is actually my favorite Christmas song. Second favorite, oh, holy night. Least favorite, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Whew, that song's terrible. Anyway. <laughs> I said, wait a minute. Oh, come faithful, joyful, and triumphant. Oh, come ye to Bethlehem. I thought about the people that showed up to Bethlehem the first day. I thought about myself, like wanting to follow Christ and do the best that I can to put my best foot forward. I thought, am I faithful? Am I joyful? Am I triumphant? Like, seriously, think about that for a second. All right, like I know my own heart and I know like the lack of faithfulness that's going on in there. I know the lack of joy that I experience on a daily basis where I'm up and I'm down and I'm up and I'm down, right? I'm all over the place with my joy. This time of year, that, that joy comes and that joy goes real quick. You're, one minute, you're driving down the road singing, oh, come all you faithful, the next second, you're in, you're in a road rage battle for that parking space. Woo, right? You've you're got so much joy, you ordered all your stuff on Black Friday for Christmas, but then you accidentally put in the wrong address. And now you gotta spend 40 emails and 30 phone calls. And you gotta get those packages shipped to your house because apparently the computers don't understand that two minutes later you just need to put in a different address, right? The joy goes up, the joy goes down, it goes left. You're planning your favorite Christmas, and then you're planning your literal escape. Like, how can I get out of here right? You with me? The joy comes, and the joy goes. And if it's a requirement for me to show up to Bethlehem, to Christ, to be faithful, joyful, and triumphant, I don't know if I qualify. I don't really know who does. Because I, I looked at my own life and thought, man, do I qualify, God? Do I qualify? Well, I want to look at the scriptures to look and see who qualifies, who can make it, who can come to Bethlehem. And so we're going to go back to Matthew chapter 2, the text that I was reading earlier. In fact, I want to show you guys one video before we get started. This is one of our mayhem videos, Christmas mayhem, what might be happening to you this time of year. Let's go ahead and look at this video. I'm that great idea you had to get your kids excited about Christmas. 
Not only have you redefined the meaning of Pinterest fail, <laughs> but now you've started the downward spiral of questioning whether or not these little white lies are going to have a huge effect on your kids later in life. <laughs> Yep, this is totally what you had in mind when you bought me at Target. All this for the low price of $29.95. You can't always stop mayhem like me. So this season, remember to celebrate your perfect Christmas. Man, isn't our team incredible? They made that video? Come on. We plan for the perfect Christmas, but sometimes we just end up with a mess. So let's go to Matthew chapter 2, verse 2. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. This is the beginning of the story of the wise men looking for Jesus in the Christmas story. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him. And when they had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are not the least among the rulers of Judah? For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, he determined from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw that, the, that star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. So as we look at this text in the Bible, we're actually going to look at the song, Oh, Come All You Faithful. We're going to take some lyrics in the song and just see how they lay over our own lives and how they lay over the story of the three, or well, the wise men. We don't actually know if there were three wise men. We like to say three wise men because they had three gifts. We don't know if it was a caravan of two people or 200 people. We're not really sure. But we're going to start with, Oh, Come All Ye Faithful. Now we go back to the verse. The wise men are showing up asking where Jesus is. They've gone on a long journey. And so the thing I noticed in this, O come all ye faithful. This is a joining where we are all following and we are all showing up together. We are in this mess together. We are seeking Christ together. We're not in this mess alone. And sure enough, these guys, these wise men weren't in this mess alone. They were traveling together. I, I'm sure it helped when, you know, they set out on this journey. It took about two years. And uh, I don't know what they thought. Where we're gonna, we see in the stars, we're supposed to follow this star to find the Messiah, the King of Israel, God's people, God's chosen people. And I don't know when they started getting frustrated. I don't know if it was after a week, after a month, after six months. How long would it take you to be frustrated? And then when you actually showed up to the place and you begin to ask, where is the new king? Where's the new king? Show up in Jerusalem, where's the new king? We, we don't know of a new king. And you get to the king, 
who's crazy and a murderer. And he's like, well, let me gather everybody. We've never heard of this king. We don't know what you're talking about. It probably felt like a big mess. But at least they had each other. Have you ever been in a mess where at least you got somebody there with you and you're like, I got this man. Oh, I'm frustrated. It's okay. Let me, let me help you out. At least they were together. So listen, listen to this. The people that you choose to surround yourself, they matter. They really matter. I want to show you some pictures now of some people and some groups at our church. Let's take a look here. Uh, our first picture is Evelyn Miracle's small group. Let's do this. Evelyn Miracle's small group. This small group's been going for about three years. And if you know this group, they're great friends. They love each other. But as you look at these people, realize that they've got to have good times and they've had bad times. And who do you think was there for them in the bad times and in the good times? Each other. Let's take a look at the next picture. This is one of our men's small groups. They represent the guys that put on Monster Mash. There's actually four groups. We only put one picture up there. These guys are going through life together. Our Wolfpack Men's Ministry at East Coast Christian, they're going through life together. The good times, the bad times, the messes. Let's go to the next picture. This is one of our worship teams, one of many. I think we have about 80 people that serve in the worship ministry across East Coast Christian Center. It's incredible. But what do, you, what do you think? They just play music together and then they're like, all right, good, good seeing you. I'm out of here. No, relationships are happening. Connections are happening. Look, all different ages, all different types of people up there connecting to the good times and the bad. Let's go to the next. This is one of our a group that was putting on an event at our Coco campus. Look at that. Smiles on their face. You know, one, one person's probably throwing bays or hay's, hay, bales of hay. Is that how you say that? Another person helping out, whatever, right? They're connecting. Let's go to the next picture. One of our serving teams, they put up the family or the fall movie night at our Vieira campus. They're right there. They're laying on top of the giant screen that had to be inflated. It was like a 40-foot screen and a giant storm came in. And when I was there, the storm came rolling in and like all several hundred, almost a thousand people went fleeing all at the same time, but not this group. group. They stayed there. They cleaned up all the trash. They put the screen down and they did it together. Let's go to the next picture. Group of guys from the mezzanine on the creative team there taking pictures, connecting, building friendships. Next picture. This is one of our serving teams at the Avenue. They're there working together. Who you choose to surround yourself with, it matters. Lean into those friendships. These groups matter because they accomplish goals together. They're there for each other. It's like the wise men traveling along. When you, are, when you want to remain faithful, it really helps to have other people around you. It really does. You know, 2020 is going to be a new year. Can you believe 2020 is coming? Like, I remember when uh, movies in the 80s and 90s would talk about the future. It was like, imagine in 2012, we'll be riding around on flying cars. Well, we're we about to roll into 2020. I didn't see that coming. But here's the thing. 2020 is another opportunity for you to get, get started, get connected. Maybe you've been coming to church here a few months. You haven't made any friends yet. Maybe you haven't made any connections. I was talking to somebody in the lobby that actually, they had no idea that I was talking about this. But uh, they're looking for friends and connections. Guess what? 
It's right around the corner. It's a hard time to connect right now with people because everybody's so busy. But 2020, we're going to be focused. We're going to be starting new groups. Serving teams are going to grow. We do this together. You ever wonder this about the wise men? How did they know about Jesus? Like, why did they know more about Jesus than the, the people, like the Israelites? Like, who were the Magi from the East? It doesn't sound like a very, you know, Jewish Christian kind of vibe, does it? Magic, the magic men who read stars, astrologers? Like, what are these people? How did they know about Jesus? Well, I want to share that with you. The Magi were a group of astronomers and astrologers that formed somewhere around the 7th century before Christ BC. They come from the lineage of Shem, which is one of the sons of, of Noah. They uh, believed in one God, but they didn't believe in the God of Israel. They didn't believe in the one true God. So they were monotheistic, but they, they blended their belief in God with occultic behavior and weird rituals and all sorts of stuff going on and very sinful, extreme sinful behavior. And uh, they were in the Babylonian culture at the time when a man named Daniel was captured and taken to Babylon. And uh, Daniel, through a, a process of time, he actually became in charge of all the Magi. Daniel was the leader of the Magi. Towards the end of Daniel's life, Daniel uh, went to something called the lion's den because he refused to bow down to any other God but the one true God. And he was thrown in this lion's den and he made it on the other side, right? King Darius pulls him out, says, oh, I'm so glad you made it. Darius was his friend. Daniel was then promoted to second in command over all the country and King Darius made a proclamation over the entire country that all will fear, respect, and worship the God of Daniel, the one true God. Should you think about that for a second? 700 BC, they started about 500 BC, 569 to be exact. That's kind of the, the best estimation we can have. Daniel, at the end of his life, at 80 years old, does something that starts in motion, not just the Magi knowing who God was, but the entire country. Over 500 years later, somehow the Magi still knew about God. So much so that they had searched the scriptures and they had searched whatever they could find to figure out when the one true Messiah, the Savior of the world, was going to show up. Can you believe it? Surrounded by magic and false God worship and the occult and sexual deviant people and, and a culture that was raging against the one true God, the Magi still knew who Jesus was. They knew the Messiah was coming. That's incredible. Your faithfulness to plant seeds today will make a big difference tomorrow. So don't give up. You know, we've been praying this year for our one soul. Our one soul. And you know what? Not everybody's made that decision for Christ that you've been praying for, but you know about 1,700 have this year? But don't give up for your one. Don't give up for your one. God hasn't given up. God is actually working when you can't see it, when you can't feel it. God is working behind the scenes. You know, maybe you're praying for somebody. Maybe you're, as a parent, you're praying for a child that you've raised and they've gone another way. Keep praying. Keep believing. Keep planting seeds. Don't give up. You know, as a church, we plant seeds every day to build a life-giving church that will last. 
You know, we're, we're looking at building this Viera, building on a Viera property, and you know what? It's, it's seeds that you're planting today that tomorrow you'll see a building there one day. But the seed that you're sitting in right now is a result of somebody else that planted a seed a long time ago. Somebody that put some work into your building and your seat. You are the fruit of someone else's labor that you've never met and maybe never even seen. Don't give up. Keep planting seeds. Keep going. The future is coming. And it's going to be bright. See, the best is yet to come. God knows what the next five years are going to look like. We don't know. But we can just keep planting seeds. We can keep following. And we know that when you plant good, good seeds, what? Good fruit is coming. You know, like the wise men, we're surrounded in a culture that is violently running away from God. Like in the other direction, full speed. Violently running away. You know, when my son was three years old, my oldest son, Reagan, I was reading to him a, a story in the Bible. And we, we have this awesome uh, children's Bible. We had a few of them. They're, they're so good. They tell the story so well. And they make it make sense to even a three-year-old. And I'm telling them the story. And they're drawn and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, it dawns on me. I wonder if he knows the story is true. Because it's a cartoon. And I said, son, do you know this is a true story? He's like, nope. The story of Jesus, the story of Christmas, right? The true meaning of Christmas. No, I didn't know this was true. I was like, well, it is. See, these cartoon pictures are just to help you kind of see. Like, right? It's not a bad thing. So then I had this other thought. You thought, you think, I'm going to ask him about Santa? That's all the time we have for our special Christmas message. Tune in tomorrow for our second half of this two-part sermon. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131, and our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter.
Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, will be out January 17, 2020. You can buy, stream, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9.15 and 10.45 with a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.